thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 75 So are you to my thoughts as food to life, or as sweet season showers that are to the ground? And for the peace of you I hold such strife, as twixt a miser and his wealth is found. Now proud as an enjoyer, and a non-doubting the flinching age will steal his treasure. Now counting best to be with you alone, then better that the world may see my pleasure. Sometime all full with feasting on your sight, and by and by clean starved for a look, possessing or pursuing no delight, save what is had or must from you be took. Thus do I pine and surfeit day by day, or gluttoning all on, on all, or all away. Last line. Almost, almost. That was Sonnet 75 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I'm Mark Chatterley and I'm joined, as always, uh, by the, the slightly bandaged up and jolly <laughs> Jerry Hayless. You are Yeah, yeah, I am. We, we we've had a bit of a pause, we should say. We we haven't done one of these in in 3 weeks now maybe, 2 3 weeks. It's it's, it's yeah. yeah. So we might be a bit rusty, but I thought I did very well on that reading. It's it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Up until that last those those last five yeah, words. Yes, there's editing. We we can photoshop that <laughs> photoshop out. That. <laughs> Photoshop being the word for just changing whatever we can. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Just Photoshop meaning everything changed. It, it probably is heading that way. It probably is. Because, I, I mean, what's the, what's the cheap version of Photoshop or well, the free version of Photoshop is GIMP. Uh, yeah. GIMP. I, I GIMPed I it. That, that's, that's, it looks GIMPed. That's like Bing. I binged it. No one says no, that. Except if you happen to work in Warehouse 13 where they've obviously got a sponsorship deal. Yeah, Microsoft just gave them a ton of yeah. money. And went, please just use the word Bing. <laughs> and everyone went, oh, do we have to? <laughs> it's quite funny, a picture surfaced the other day. Uh, Xbox One was announced recently. Um, you probably know, but when this comes out, it will yeah, be a long yeah. time ago. Um, and and if you do a search for the Xbox One is on Google uh, and Bing and compared the results, on Google it was terrible, atrocious, full of DRM. On Bing it was... Awesome! <laughs> that was the only <laughs> option. I just thought it was wonderful. But Sonnet seventy-five. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass over to you while I take a big slurp of coffee. It's it it looks very complicated. <laughs> it's uh, that was brilliant. I, I like I like some of the. Red, I mean, it it starts off fairly easy. You uh, you you, you are as important to uh, to me basically as as, as food is to survive. So, so we are back in the uh, admiration stage, kind of thing, and then yeah, the the, the perfect um, fair youth sort of thing. But it just it it feels like there's something dark going on as well. Yeah, I I think you're right. A lot of these seem to have a slightly darker side to them. I think I mean it starts off, you know, uh, food to life, showers to the ground. And then it gets to a miser and his wealth, and um, uh, now proud as an enjoyer, and a non-doubt in the flinching age will steal his treasure. So it's got that, yes, I'm rich, I've got wealth, woo! Uh, But always there's that little voice that's going, 
someone's going to steal it, you're going to lose it. And so it's it's quite an interesting way. It's not a straight out love poem, love sonnet. It it also it sounds kind of weird. I mean, if 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 the miser and his wealth is is the poet and the fair youth is is a miser and his that's the very well super shallow sort of relationship going on there. Yes. I mean, you 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 can enjoy your wealth, but it's you can love being rich even but it's a very very shallow kind of love and and very egoistic kind of love and yeah and i think that that, that links into some of the things we've said about this collection before is that shakespeare seems to be in love with the idea of the fair youth the idea that he's got in his head rather than the reality of the fair youth in and and those times where he has actually looked at the reality of the fair youth he's been upset and got very upset about the youth sleeping with someone else and sleeping with other. Yeah. But the idea of ultimate beauty is what he's in love with here. But then the the the, the more we look at it, the more it turns out that he wants the fair youth to be the ultimate beauty, and yet and he's desperate to ascribe it to the fair youth, but it's not really there. It it just. It feels like I don't know. A bit forced. He's he's kind of trying to trick himself into believing his own lie. Ooh. So it's. Uh, I don't think we we can't deny that the fair youth is, is beautiful in the sense of he's probably very very good looking. As in physically attractive. But there's I I that that theme of the fair youth being having kind of almost a repugnant personality has come up a few times. The way he thinks or the way he acts isn't very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Shakespeare keeps going back to having the, the just, just trying to only see the beautiful exterior, mm. which, which is just. I mean, just but he's basically lying to himself. That's that's kind of the impression I get from this one as well. It, it just is looking at the packaging. Yeah, yeah, and you you really you desperately want to believe that it is beautiful. But but there's just this little bit at the back of your brain that goes no 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 you've seen the truth. I suppose I I, I wonder if can you ever be a hundred percent sure of anything in your life as in not not facts but but in terms of are you ever a hundred percent sure of anything that's happening to you in your life? So that decision I made was that a hundred percent the best decision I could have made? There's always that little voice in your head and we try to exclude love from that and we try to say in, in sort of moving away from the sonnets but in, in sort of just general mm. life you try to say oh you're my one true love you're my soulmate i'm going to spend the rest of my life with you but does not everyone have that little voice in my in in my head blimey there's there's a freudian slip there yes. <laughs> in, in their heads going are they really the one or 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 what would have happened if I hadn't messed up with this? And what would have happened? And couldn't that have been the one? Is, is this not just a, a sort of comment upon that, that you can never be 100% sure about thoughts and emotions? Well, I guess... You you can... You have to be careful. There can be doubts, and it's it's not... Yeah, but I mean, you can have doubts, and surely in any relationship, there's going to be moments where you just... I hate you. I feel like you could, yeah, yeah. You have fights, and you just 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you if there's there's always that wish that you you or, or just always contemplating if if a different choice would have led to. I mean, if you're not happy, then you've made the mistake. Then it isn't. Then it isn't the true love kind of thing. If if you are constantly thinking about if I hadn't if I had done that differently and that differently, maybe I could have ended up with X instead of Y sort of thing. Then maybe Y was the first the, the wrong choice in the first place. Yeah. I mean, there, there there can be moments where you you can be angry at the other person, you can fight with the other person, but there there should be that underlying level of certain certainty that you you just you are you you are just happy with the choice you've made. Yeah, I I I I don't think I would deny that. I I'm just I my I suppose my view is that with any emotional decision. It's not clear cut, or it's very rarely clear cut. So... Yeah, but then, <laughs> I guess it depends how far into the relationship you are. But but uh, there's there's a certain point where it isn't just a purely emotional decision anymore. Have we swapped? Have I become the cynical one somehow? I I think that's where we are. <laughs> horrible, horrible. <laughs> but I, I guess that's my my view on on this is that. It's a possibly a commentary on the fact that, the, the, yeah, you're right. Shakespeare's trying to convince himself. I I love this person. This uh, this person is beauty. Is is the personification of beauty. But every now and then, and it's not the majority. It's I mean we're at seventy five, and there's maybe only four sonnets that that go like this. But every now and then, Shakespeare goes. But you're a bit ugly on the inside, or, or but you did this, yeah, and that was that, very that, good. That's... I mean, love is as much a rational decision as it is an emotional one. You, you kind of, if we if we make the difference between being in love, which is just the whole pigs can fly, everything is pink, and and the love where you just, just a very deep human connection, which doesn't necessarily have to be about girlfriend, boyfriend, or yeah. man and man and yeah. If if you love someone, you on a rational level, you you know why you love them. Oh, well, I think that's quite a big statement. I'm not sure I agree with that. You're, so you're saying you, you 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 could you could you could tell someone why you love a person. I did, but it's a lot harder to tell someone why you're in love with someone. Ah, yes, okay, yes, that's yes. I would find it very hard to put into words the way or why the reason behind why I. And with the person I'm with, who who I'm married to, for for all intents and purposes, um, but I could explain to my friends who I love why they are at that level, why their friendship means that much more to me. Yes, I think you're right there. there there's there's an element though when you start talking about romantic love that that becomes mysterious. I think it's like, but but then. Yeah, there, there were probably still things about your other half, but on a rational level, you know that you specifically liked about them, and and they've they've done this or they have this mannerism that I like, and it is kind of removed from the whole everything they do is perfect. Yes, 
you you are aver- you are aware of their faults as well, kind of thing. Yes, yes, and in fact, sometimes you can you can love their faults. Their faults can be positives yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I may be coming around <laughs> to the way you think. Wait. Possibly. But I I still think there is an element of doubt in in Shakespeare's mind about this relationship. Yeah, which just makes me makes me th- just that that's why I I I I said this doesn't really f- that there's something wrong about this. Yes. As as in wrong about the way just 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 his I don't know, it doesn't I don't want to say it doesn't feel honest. But there's just I mean if you if you saw these two as a couple if 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 this couple was part of your f- group of friends you would probably pick up on the fact that something isn't quite right between the two <laughs> yes i mean you, you do have you just sometimes you have just you see two people act together and you're just like well they're obviously in a relationship but it something i can't i don't quite know what's wrong but it doesn't feel like they have that deep human connection going on yeah and i, I... Yes, I think you're right. That that the, none of the sonnets have shown that deeper connection. It's always been very superficial. But I don't know. Is that because we're not getting the fair use point of view, and it's all very one sided, or is that because Shakespeare has always focused on the the physical appearance, really? Well, I mean, he has talked, as you said before, he has talked about the character, and the character has always turned out to be. Fairly repugnant personality. It just, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, he, he loves the look, but not the the character. Yeah, loves the fair youth. Which, which can can you just love a, a, a physical? We, you can be attracted to the physical. You could, you, you can love the physical as part of that person. Yeah, and I. I, I but can you just love the body? I think I think it's interesting. I think there's definitely a sliding scale in the world between how comfortable people are with, or, or how the ability that people have to look at the way someone appears and make decisions solely based on that. So some people are, are very superficial, I think, and, and would never dream of even having a long-term relationship with someone who they didn't see as beautiful. And then there are people who would have one-night stands with those people even if they had a horrid personality because, you know, it's a one-night stand and they look good. And then there are people who wouldn't even have the one-night stand if someone didn't look good. And I, I think there's there's a, a, a sort of sliding scale and, and I don't think anyone can say all of humanity sort of sits in one part of that scale. Yeah, but then that's... that's you don't need to love someone to shag them. No, but I... You can just, you can just take a pretty person home and just screw them for the night and then just never see them again sort of thing. But where I'm coming, I guess from my own feelings is if someone is good looking but has a horrid personality, I wouldn't even have a one night stand with them. I couldn't do that. The personality is so ingrained into how I feel about someone. someone. And and maybe that's unique to me or or I'm odd like that. Because I know a lot of people who... And and let's be frank, lots of people have one night stands that I'm not going to judge because they're fun. And if everyone's happy, yeah, as long as it's consenting exactly. adults, then yeah, what's the But problem? I know people who who don't care about personality when it comes to that. It will just be looks, 
and I know that I can't I don't work like that my brain doesn't work like that I can't separate looks no I don't think I could I have to I just and, and we have well, a friend I have we have a friend who can't separate ability to spell from anything else yeah yeah but then I have that with cigarettes <laughs> I just I mean I can I, I can see the most beautiful girl I have ever seen if she has a cigarette I just my brain just goes no she's ugly she's just there's uh, interesting it just I I hate it just such new ways to sabotage dear in relationships (laughs) (laughs) I did that could kill a relationship just such a disgusting I mean it that stings and the person stink you can use as much perfume and shampoo as you want you are gonna stink if you smoke you stink (laughs) It just, it just, bec- it just part of becomes part of your body, and you just, and your hair, and just clothes. And yeah, and my brain just goes, no, no, if, 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 no. I, I think, I think that's fair enough, and I think a lot of people have these things, and it can be anything. I, I mean, it can be some people hate anyone who's ginger. Into not hate is in I won't speak to you, but hate is in I can never find you attractive. Just not attractive. And people have that with glasses or with beards or with with people who have more weight than they should have or people who have less weight than should have. And these triggers, I think, are very weird and interesting. We're going back into the random things Mark finds fascinating, I guess. Yeah, but then, well, I mean, we could. Uh, that's that's that is still all the physical, though. Yeah, and uh, but I, I suppose what we're saying is, uh, is Shakespeare doesn't have that he's quite happy to to ha- he, he's kind of got it in reverse he's quite happy to pers- be with the youth be with the fair youth or want to be with the fair youth because the youth is beautiful regardless of anything else and and i think shakespeare has been quite clear that he found the sleeping with the woman that he also fancied was utterly repugnant and there was a couple of sonnets where shakespeare was was really anti the fair youth but he's very easily got over that and and it seems to be in, in Shakespeare's world or, or the writer's world or the, the character's world in this that looks are everything. But then, I mean, if, if looks were everything, then he, he wouldn't get upset so much every time the fair youth does something that uh, repulsive personality-wise. Yeah, so... He, mm. it, it, it does still upset him. So he's he's trying to convince himself that it is just about the looks. When, when it, maybe it's not. There's still part of his brain is going, but he's an arsehole. <laughs> why, why, why do we like this arsehole is wrong. Yeah. See, I, I, that's what I like. This sonnet is actually got very, I mean, not all of this is explicitly in this sonnet, but taken together and what we've read up until now, this sonnet is quite deep. I quite like it. It's got some lovely lines in it as well. It does. It's very good, uh, and and the the um, sometime awful with feasting on your sight, and by and by clean starved for a look. So at the same time, can be uh, have taken in so much of your beauty that I feel physically full, yet at the same time, I feel starved for the way you look. I want to look more. It's it's beautifully beautifully written. Very nice song. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's kind of hard to decipher on first read. Yes, but we got there in the end. We got there. Would you Would you think, I, I think you should read it out and get it all right. I, I can try, that's, oh God, it, it has been a long it, time. It really has. 
I'm an injured man. I can do this. He does for the people because you can't see. He's got a big <laughs> sticker on the side of it. He's got essentially a Mr. Men little kids sticker where where you get a boo boo. It is. It's a massive. Wow, massive it is monster. massive actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's he's he's hanging. I mean, I, I it was a three centimeter wound just four days ago. Still, so yeah, I only had the surgery a week and a half ago. That's under local. Rather than Jam Ramsey. Under local. And the local barely did anything because it was infected. Oh. So, so. Bless you. There was a lot of screaming the F word. Can we swear on this? I'm just going to say the F word. <laughs> okay. but, but yeah, there was a lot of explicits being shouted did, across the wall. Did you have a nurse? Two, two nurses. One of which's job is to hold you down. And the other nurse is to go, breathe. Breathe. No, no, not ah. even. I had, I had, I had the surgeon, and then two nurses just standing next to the bed, just looking. Oh, at okay. Me. They, they couldn't even bother to go breathe or hold you down. No, no. There was at one point one nurse just kind of just, I don't know, just kind of stroked my arm, kind of it's fine sort of thing, and then they just stood back again and it just looked at me. Oh, that's because it's because you're not really British. We're not going to give you the full NHS treatment. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to read us out with <laughs> that general casual racism prone before in. before we have a half an uh, half an hour tangent on my NHS exactly. experiences? <laughs> Sonnet seventy five. Seventy five, isn't it? Good. So are you to my thoughts as food to life, or as sweet seasoned showers are to the ground, and for the peace of you I hold such strife as twixt a miser and his wealth is found. Now proud as an enjoyer, and anon doubting the filching age would steal his beauty. Why isn't it I, beauty? I don't know. It's not though. Shakespeare knows better than you. Don't, don't, don't second guess him. Doubting the filching age will steal his treasure. Now counting best to be with you alone, then better that the world may see my pleasure. Sometime all full with feasting on your sight, and by and by clean staffed for a look. Possessing or pursuing no delight, save what is hard or must from. That's right. That was right. From you. That's a weird sentence. <laughs> save what is hard. Had or must from you be yeah. took. That that's just forcing the rhyme there, yeah, Billy. Had Billy. <laughs> Thus do I pine and surfeit day by day, or gluttoning on all, or all away. Excellent. I read that you perfectly. Did, you... That that was the best reading I've no ever one, done. No one, no one would have been able to tell we've had a little break. Um, that was Sonnet seventy-five of Shakespeare's sonnets. Um, very close to halfway through them all now, which is amazing. Um, I've been Mark Chasley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. You don't want to say oh, the other oh, one. at Nufkin. I use it less often now, though. That's the yeah. Yeah. weird. But. <laughs> I've been Thierry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we haven't mentioned it for a while, but all of these things are on Flatter, uh, and you can flatter us on Flatter, which is awesome. Uh, F L A T R. It doesn't have an E, but T T R. It's oh, two T's. Sorry, double T and R. No E. Um, and it's very cool. It's a micro donation service, and it's very very funky. And you should all sign up. And lots of podcasts are on there. And, and and give us and all give your us money. All your money is because we do this. We do this for free, and and at the moment I'm paying the hosting and and all those things like that. And I don't mind, but it would be nice to have some help. 
So, yes, we shall see you next time for Sonnet 76. Yep, goodbye. You've been listening to Shakespeare Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.